And that's recording. And that's by my mouth. And this is the Motorhead Monthly Podcast. The only Motorhead Monthly Podcast on the internet. At the moment. <laughs> Until someone sues us and makes us stop, yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome everyone. Been uh, been some good numbers on the podcast lately, man. Oh, it's cool. it's overtook everything else on the topattonkanes.com nice. where you can find this and many other fine podcasts. Getting some good uh, reactions from the people out there as well. So thank you for your kind words on topattonkanes.com and on the Tinder. Tinder? Uh, Tinder. Twitter. Tinder. <laughs> Have we got a grinder? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet, but you know, social media and this stuff, you need to be on every forum. So, But yeah, uh, Motor, Motor Monthly. This month... So the different. We're we watching the, what watching. We're watching something this month, yeah. man. But I was gonna say we should do. Seen as it w- well, I thought it was the thirteenth podcast, which would be the first birthday, but we've missed that. So I think we're on the fourteenth or something like that. I can't remember. We've been the episode all are all over the place because there's like Motorhead memories is different than the Motorhead discography oh. and the talking too. But it's good to get a change of pace stuff in there. Yeah. Anyway, we've been going for over a year. Yeah, one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would have thought it? They, yeah, they called us mad when we started this. Look at us now. The kings of industry that we are. So anyway, there's a birthday-themed Motorhead Right, race. so this is Motorhead what year? This is a live concert recorded the 26th of June, 1985, and was released as The Birthday Party on Enigma Records, which is a new one. This Enigma is Records, never heard of that. Sketchy territory. <laughs> I think there's a lot of unofficial and bootlegs stuff out there, but weirdly, there is a DVD release of this as well, so I'm not too sure how that's come about, but there's loads of like unofficial reprints and repressing right. of this thing. I just thought it was like a birthday thing, yeah, or a birthday theme thing that it was possible to review, yeah. And so it's what... also, I, I never watch any of the live stuff, like. No, I've I've known people who like watch live music DVDs. Like I've got two in my collection there. I've never watched other than the day they were given to me. Yeah, I I used to watch quite a few. Like I really like as a really good idea. At first, I thought when people started releasing all their music videos on DVD. Yeah, I could do that. I so that that was cool. But even but, then, I'd have it like in the background somewhere. Yeah, like. but live concert DVDs. I, I know what you mean. I I went through a spate of trying to get as many as possible of ones that I'd been to. Mm. Um, so I have a few, mainly audio ones of that rather than video. So Some cool ones. But again, like I find that I generally don't listen to live stuff because I don't like it. And again, it's I get what you mean where it's a bit odd where you sit down in a comfy chair at home and, and watch a, a rock concert. It's sort of a bit, it, they don't go together. Uh, I was uh, listening to John Moxley on Talk is Jericho, who you may know as Dean Ambrose. Mm. You people may well may not know as okay, but he said he uh, when he knew he was gonna stop doing like he started watching more live music DVDs just of any band just that, as long as it was live just so he could see performers doing what they do best uh. so he could be inspired and he could get like the energy of like yeah look at them working a crowd that's what I need to start doing that's another way of looking at it yeah you know I mean I've, I've I do have some stuff I mean some of them are better than others like I remember getting oh, what was it. Like the Cliff and All DVD and Metallica's Dead Goods just because there's no video footage of them playing with Cliff Burton. Ah. So, yeah. or there's very few clips of it. So what they did, they got together as many bootlegs as they could and they just threw them all on a DVD. And if 
effectively saying, or a video at the time, effectively saying like this is our performance with with our our previous bass player. So that that's kind of a cool one, and I like I like music documentaries a lot. Yeah. But yeah, just I'm not a big fan of just watching a live DVD. Some of the some of them are better than others. But... What's the uh, lineup on this <clears> then? Do we know? Yeah, it's it's the Orgasmatron lineup, I think. Should we put it on and see anyway? Let's see what they open with. And away we go. I've never thought of that as an opener, but it fucking work there, didn't it? Yeah, it's I weird mean, seeing everyone so young, man. And I, I, I was saying to you, I really like seeing like Motorhead videos from the eighties and nineties, just because you know, I got to see them in the two thousands. And yeah. they, Sounds... they've always been about the same thing, but the looks changed slightly. It's matured, but it, like the look and like the sound as well. Like it, it doesn't have like the there's much grind on the vocal as usual. Yeah, like, yeah. It he's... sounds so pristine and clean yeah. in there. Like it's like audio recording in a booth somewhere. Yeah, because obviously, like when they're in the street, you can get his growl now he wants, but years of smoking and mm-hmm. JD yeah, will put it. To, <laughs> will will get you that far as it gets to like the two thousands. But it is a bit. Is it a bit weird to hear like a cleaner vocal? It is from? bizarre. But I mean, that's I mean, it's written as a three piece. That song, it's it's the only good song on that album. I still <laughs> mean to it. You're still standing by that, aren't you? But yeah, just really powerful. That explosion at the start as well is massive. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ear shaking stuff. This man. Mm. I mean, mm. no Iron Fist and no. I don't think there's a bomber rig or even. It looks like a very stripped down side. It's a big yeah. stage though. It's a big stage. It's it's Thomas Bethelian. Let's see what's next, then, eh? I mean, we know what's next because we had it in the intro. Stay clean, motherfucker! Walking slash listening to this, Pete Gill was a very powerful drummer, wasn't he? I know it's just Beating he's not very he's things. not very flamboyant on. No, he's um, what's he's on Orgasmatron, isn't he? He's uh, he's just a working man drummer, I guess. Yeah, it's, like it had some some really nice bits there, like like coming back into into the verse and just doing the the double bass mm. on there, which isn't on the original. Yeah, but it's it was a bit of a different powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like. Another thing I noticed in in there as well, which you don't really sort of get when you just listen to the albums especially something like this which was written in the three piece era that they switch solos between each oh, other yeah. so like halfway through the solo Wurzel's going at it and like obviously it sounds a lot different to Eddie's version 
but you get Wurzel like shredding on there and then Phil bringing it in with like a more melodic sort of end to it. But yeah, dead cool to see. And the bass solo in that as well is just something I love. Yeah. What what bass is this he's using there? It's he's... not the classic Reckenbacker. It is it? Reckenbacker. It's um, not the old like wood carved one though. It's the pre one with the, yeah, the sticker one. It's just a standard, well, say standard, it's probably customised fuck but it's just uh, <laughs> it's got his just, iron crosses on the fret yeah it's board, just so. plain it's just plain wood but it's a, it's a nice it's a really nice mm, guitar nice, i keep sound. i keep looking out for like um they always seem to go around on the music trading groups about like ones people have made like oh, it's a it's a rock and backer or a ricky back <laughs> thing because like the official ones are like so expensive but they just look so cool man can dream Stay clean's a tune. It's Stay proper. Don't really get it off off the recording, but it's a proper like bounce up and down. It's a good second song. I'd say Stay Clean is definitely something I listen to the live version of much more than the studio album. Version. Yeah, it, it they it it's bigger. Yeah, being live. I mean, off of that, I prefer off of Overkill. I prefer like No Class to Stay Clean. They're mm. the same one, aren't they? But yeah, it's it sounds amazing on this. Though the problem with the live version is the uh, the backing vocals are always terrible. Like, like Phil Campbell's like the like the least arsed backing vocalist. Yeah. I mean, I think it's Wurzel. Wurzel's on, there, but... on this, yeah. yeah. But like, it's... when yeah. <laughs> Wurzel's like out of tune, but like Phil Campbell's in tune. He he's just like chewing gum while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to the next song. pyro to the left of the stage <laughs> like... i think they used it all in the are we recording yeah i think they used i think they used it all in the first song that's funny well this is the the first time you see a roadie running on stage to take care of business no, i think it's the <laughs> second or third time during well, like, this his, his bass came unplugged at some point there yeah. that was cool though where you can just see him stuff like he's like he just puts his arms up it's like <laughs> i've got nothing but he carries on singing he's singing his but he had a fucking way with someone after that. Looking moody enough. Uh, yeah, another another classic there. That's... Good good tempo to that. It's played a lot quicker than the album yeah. version. <laughs> Phil Phil T- Campbell's moving around a lot more than Wurzel is. No, I always had got this about Wurzel that he was kind of just there because was he wasn't in a massive band before Motorhead was he? And then he he kind of just sort of skulked off after a few hours <laughs> <laughs> again but I don't, I, I've got a bit more of appreciation for Wurzel after after doing this because it's not to say he's a footnote but everyone sort of remembers Mickey and Phil yeah. and then or Phil Campbell and then everyone knows Phil Taylor and Eddie Clark whereas some of the other guitar like Pete Gill Robbo um, Wurzel who else was in there 
think that's about it. Is I'm sure I'm missing someone. But they they're all kind of because they they were only in for a few years. They're not really remembered as fondly. No. But Wurzel Wurzel's on quite a few albums. He's he's cool guitar. Yeah, he's he's up there, isn't he? But yeah, the, the other thing I liked on there was like the, like the speed at which Pete Gill plays. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Arms are all over the place. Shame it's such an old video because I can't really see what's going on in that drum kit, yeah. man. You get a you get a few good shots of the um the toms, which Lemmy's face has been so who drew drawn them? on one, and yeah. there's, there's something it? written on the other. I ones. can't read what it says on the other ones though. No, I don't, I think it's just a we'll special thing for for the birthday. But yeah, that hammers a tune. I never really appreciated that because I don't really like the Ace of Spades album that much. But that's a tune on there. And they all grow on you over time, man. More you listen. Let's see what's next. I don't know if that's part of the upload or if that's no. It's all the sounds over it as well. Oh, I might. It might be a cut in the concert. Yeah, it's a mm. cut to another part of it. Anyway, Metropolis. We are we part of the set to put that in, though, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know. It's that, it's Metropolis been a live is, staple. Yeah, but it's like the slowest of the slow, isn't it? It's put it towards the end when you need a break, not the beginning when you're just getting hyped up. They have played like four really heavy, fast songs on the vast. Well, they played three fast songs. I want more fast songs. But the, to be, this could be the way it's been caught. I haven't got out the actual set list for this concert. I can try and find is, out. Is this like the live thing? Did they do two nights here and they've just cut and pasted what they wanted? I think out they of just it? did one night because it's so it's a true live show then. Yeah, but it is sort of cut. I think it's cut to cut out certain songs. There's like a, there's like three different versions of this out there. There's like the video version. There's a CD version, which is different again, and then there's the LP. It's weird. Anyway, Metropolis. What do you right. think about that? Because that pretty much stayed in the set since it was written, which I find weird because I think there's other better songs. And it it is just a nonsense song. It is. There's, there's been a bit. <laughs> I think that's it? why he's kept it there because he's proud of it because it's something he's tossed off in a few minutes. Yeah, and it's like so well regarded. I think like this. Again, like with the the live video here, you get an appreciation for the differences that Wurzel and Phil bring to the band, that they're not just limited to a melodic um, lead guitar player. They've got Wurzel who can shred, and they they are trading the solos again here. So Wurzel does the first one, and then Phil does a big solo over the end. Everything, but it, it is dead cut, especially on a song like Metropolis as well, where you can see like the really sort of heavy, sort of thrash influence that you know, Wurzel has, and then sort of the early days of, of like, Eddie's style of playing, you can hear that with Phil and everything, and that's something you don't really get 
like after this lineup because they go back to the two piece. So it is it's good to see like how diverse they were in the styles at at this point. I think that's like testament to why they liked so much by people who like rock music and alternative and punks and mm-hmm. metalheads alike. A lot of scope, a lot of good stuff. So we uh, keep the good stuff going. Yeah, there's a lot to get through. What's it called, mate? New machine. machine it sounds better than the actual orgasmatron recording does yeah yeah because it's faster like the no but the mix of that album's terrible yeah and like that's one of the ones that really suffers from it and actually sounds like really good here like if this is the mix that's on the album it would have been great me machine is not one of my all-time favorites not really anywhere near the top 10 but it's still a decent enough song I like it. I but like it live more live than I do on the album. I it guess. doesn't. It doesn't come anywhere near my my top songs. Yeah, or, it, or it, even, it's, it's just not exactly necessary, I suppose. <laughs> this it's you can see why it's on this because it's as the new art as yeah, they're getting ready to record Orgasmatron. So it's new song. Let's see how it goes. Because I think they they have complained about that on previous record or previous records where we've we've said about. Can't remember what one it was. I think it might have been with Bomber or Iron Fist, where they said they they wish they'd had a few more months touring to mm. try out some of these songs. Um, but yeah, Me Machine works really well there. Yeah, <laughs> you, nice, you've got to put nice it in there to see what people think, don't yeah. you? It's a bit, as you say, it's a bit odd, a bit jarring to come straight after Metropolis. So they've wedged it between. Um, was the hammer? Yeah. It was, uh, up, yeah. down, down, up, <laughs> up, up. Yeah, but um, nice, nice, quick song. It's good to get the crowd jumping up and down again but yeah so, and you can start seeing the sweat on people on this now as well yeah we're only like five songs <laughs> as well we're only 15 minutes into this thing you know, i would like to have seen like the, like the scope of the venue before they started i don't know like how many people were there I, I haven't really been able to find stats on that i know i found out the tour it's on it's on that it never gets dark tour so never heard that. <laughs> that's quite emo isn't it yeah <laughs> This is like an MCR tour. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's next. I'm curious. We may have been the best band in the world, but we are definitely the fastest. This is another new song that you have not heard ever, <laughs> even with a TV. This is one I wrote the words for at 4.30 the day before yesterday, in the morning, pressed as a mute. This is called On the Road. 
somewhere. He said sarcastically, man. Yes, on the road. To on the road. That famous motorhead <laughs> dog, on the road. <laughs> oh, Lemmy's basically shirtless at this point. Look at him. He's all, he's all uh, chest bare. Do you have anything more to add? I don't have anything more to add, you know. Like, on the road, it's just not a very exciting song, is no, it? No, well, it's built for speed, it's isn't it? It's built for speed, it's much better. But as he, as he says at the start, the lyrics were finished the day before, at <laughs> half four in the morning when he was pissed. Pissed as a newt. Yeah, some, some of those lyrics have made it into the final version, but that chorus is just awful. Mm. There was a few things I noticed during this, and it's obviously still a bit rough and ready because it's not been recorded. Like the end where... I'm not too sure if it's a fuck-up or not, but there's an off-drum fill towards the end, and I've got a feeling it's because Pete doesn't know where to end the song. And so for the next few bars, he keeps doing a roll like <laughs> the song's going to finish and then carries on going when the band keep going. <laughs> it's hard to not notice for such a strong drummer. <laughs> he's trying to bring it home, and they're like, no, there's another bar yet, mate. And he's like, what? We've been seeing on the road for fucking five minutes straight, mate. I do like Built for Speed, but obviously it's a st- it's still a bit a bit rough around the edges here. <laughs> he, again, so this is why you try out new material live to see what works and what doesn't. And after half a, an hour of singing on the road, <laughs> you can see why he changed the chorus. Yeah, definitely. Well, let me. He's got a beer in his hand, I think, and he's pointing at the crowd. I want to see what he says. by death just to be like, I'm not a guitar so kind of guy but I, I like the guitar it's a good tune like it, it reminds me just because you got the power where yeah, which is another favourite of mine it just keeps going but you can just put so many solos and just, just keep away. going with it just do more <laughs> another verse more solo and you, you just keep going and it keeps going and going and going and going and then when you run out of things to say just killed by death killed by death killed by death killed by death, killed by death. <laughs> It's fucking, it's metal though, isn't it? That's such a metal phrase to repeat over and over again. It's better than on the road, on the road. Because anyone on the could road, be on, on the road. road. Not anyone could be killed by death. It reminds me, I don't know why, it reminds me of Gauntlet, which is like this old arcade game where it's almost like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing. And it'd be like a top-down thing. And you could choose from like a dwarf, a warrior, okay. a wizard and everything. But you get kill, like the, you kill the by monsters death. coming to attack you. And one of them would be death. And it would say killed by death. <laughs> if you were killed by death, and it's like, yes, I get it. Metal. 
But yeah, I don't know if it's related to the Kill by Death song, but we haven't talked uh, about Kill by Death before, have we? Have we not? It's on No Remorse, oh, which we've well, never reviewed. Because it wasn't technically an album, and at the start we were just doing albums. We were just doing albums, and then it's... You know, it's I evolved since, it... thanks to uh, the, the kind words of Coop, who said, yeah. like, you need to start doing other stuff, otherwise it's not going to be anything. Yeah. And, and he, he was right. Yeah, and he did say No Remorse is his favourite album, which I thought was a bit of a cop-out. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> it's not technically an album, Coop. <laughs> yeah, because it... it it's a best of up until that point. I agree with you. I agree with you. He but, was totally wrong to say that in our presence. But the the new songs on it are, are pretty cool. I like yeah. them. But what are they? Killed by um, Death, Snaggletooth. Snaggle I can't two. remember the I other two. Fucking love Snaggletooth. Yeah, we should have definitely done that. Let's do that at some point. But yeah, but it'll be dead short because like yeah, we talked about this before. It's a good song. At least, with, at least with this, even though it's technically a best of, we can still talk about what's happening on stage. Yes. Which we can mention, they uh, they have stairs, and they, they Phil and Wurzel are climbing upstairs and climbing back down them in very rock and roll things. I'm not too sure what I think about that. You know, let me tell you a little story, Matt. The, uh, the first band I ever saw live was Alice Cooper. And, you know, the Alice Cooper Doomed, Doomed Planet, something planet tour. You know, he's electrocuted, he's had his head cut off, he's turned into a Frankenstein's monster, he's stabbing babies, all great stuff. And then, like, the next month or something, probably, as I saw Mortal for the first time, and their thing was, like, a staircase in the back that Phil would walk up and then walk back down. <laughs> Levy didn't use it, I don't remember call. It's... The idea of rock and roll spectacle is what, you know, like, you know, pyro, lighting and stuff, yeah, but then when it's like, I'm going to walk over here, and I'm going to walk back down here, you yeah, either, it's like, okay, sure, clap, clap. You either go big or go home. Go you big either, or go home, exactly. You do, it. You do. if you're going to do you, a stage show. You either get Jizzler out there, and you cut his dick off in front of everyone, and his dick juice just squirts all over everybody, rest in peace, odorous, or you don't do anything. Yeah, see, I, I was going to mention, Gual, like, you haven't got to be a stadium rock band to do it. Obviously, it's very expensive yeah, for them that's to why do it. But... You can't tour because it's too expensive. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Put on a show, mm. but don't just have... I mean, there's... Like, Maiden do it, and yeah. Maiden do it well because they've got the budget and they've, they're doing it venues big enough to hold it and everything. But for the sake of the just having a staircase... Ticket. Unless you're going to do something special. Like, like the, the bomber rig, I've got nothing against, you know? No, because, like, with the bomber rig, it's like you're waiting for the night, and then, like, when that like, thing comes at the end of the night, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And that also means the show's almost over. Oh, no, the show's almost over. Great stuff, that. It's an odd thing. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. I still think if you're going to do it, do it properly. Or if you're going to do it, have a, a point to it. Don't just have stairs at the back for to run up and down for no reason. Like one one of the sets I really like, and it it's kind of again going back to Metallica. They've had two which were quite good. I think they had the Master of Puppets tour where they just have the backdrop is the album, but then they've got the stairs going up, or they've got like four stairs going up, the drums at the top, and on the stairs are the crosses that are on mm-hmm. the album cover. So it looks like the album. Blend, yeah. So it's kind of. Cool. You know, a bigger representation of the album and the Justice for All tour they do. They have Lady Justice on the front and sort of they had that statue rigged up, but during Justice for All it'd get pulled apart. So like the ropes would be like pulling the arm off and like the head would fall off and, and stuff like that, as they say in like, you know, justice is raped, justice is done. <laughs> and that was that's quite cool to see at the end. But for the 
for this to just have some stairs, just some things for the guitarist <laughs> to to jump on top of and run around. I'm not I'm not keen on it because it's. I guess they didn't know what else to do at this point in history, really. You yeah, it's know, just, outside not, of pyro, there's not much that was... thought put into it. If it's got if it's got a point like the bomber rig or say the master puppet stage where it's like it's bringing that, it's bringing more of an experience. But to just have some ramps and stuff so the guitarist can run up and down them for a bit, I just think it's it's. Matters now. No, don't like it. You either, well, so you either go big, you have a point to it. Yes. You either go big or you have a point to it. This, to just have it for the sake of it, I don't like. Well, let's see if they use it further on in the show. Halfway Surely there, will, no? let's to justify the cost. <laughs> That was a fast song. Fucking Ace of Spades in the middle of the set, man. And played at one and a half times what the speed. What, what an age. What a, what, a, what a time to be alive. What an out, out there concept. I can't wrap my head around that. Do you know what? I don't think it's so much of an out there concept at the time. But it's just after... <laughs> well, yeah, after years of being exposed to it. Being like, okay, that means we've got to run for the coach. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, slap bang in the middle of the set. Crazy man, it's cra- it, crazy times. It, yeah. The experimental years of <laughs> still work though. It's I good. still, I still remember taking um a drummer I played with years ago to nah. a motorhead gig, <laughs> and they went off after um I can't. It was on like the Inferno tour, I think. I think they went off. And he was like, they didn't play Ace of Spades. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. Okay, you're not naming and shaming him here. Good, good, good on you. Um, it's good to see Wurzel doing the song, you know? You know, because he, he's having a good time doing that guitar solo. Yeah, he's, he seems to be very enjoying this. Huh? I mean, he takes over the majority of the solos on this, I think. And like, Wurzel kind of does the ones that are supposed to be in the song and then it's like Phil you do one at the end <laughs> <laughs> like just play one quickly over the outro Phil's just staring at him like dead mean eyes I'll have my time you fucker you <laughs> okay whatever you say yeah good good stuff good stuff good stuff so, great stuff even what can we say that hasn't already been said let's see what's next Yeah. 
They played it on like the tube and everything like weirdly. They were proud enough to like out of all the all the songs they had at that point. It's like, oh, we'll we'll play this one on the tube. I I don't know. It's just not a very memorable song. It's a bit like jumpy up and well, not even jumping up and down. It's like It's a bit like like the level of Metropolis. I for me, not as good. Go go, piss break. Yeah, this song like. No, it's, you're not gonna miss anything. No, but I've I've got more fucking more fucking uh, complaints though outside of it. Let me at the beginning of the song take some water and dumps it over his hair, and the water just splashes all over the stage. You think a guy who's been in bands half his life would realise what a fucking bad idea that is? Yeah. There's water. There's electrics. There's people slipping. That's yeah, that's just. He's fucking. having to have the road crew come out every five minutes to fix the jack lees. I didn't see any road crew coming up to to clean that up or anything. You, I remember you, like, whenever they used to throw beer on stage, there'd be someone on the floor wiping up straight away. Yeah, it's very, very irresponsible. And the smoke machine as well, it just fucking engulfed them. Again, very didn't, very didn't, irresponsible yeah. for the smoke machine. It didn't it. spread the smoke out, it just came around him while he was singing. He had to change the camera angle to the only angle you could see him from. If you were in the crowd, you'd know what the fuck was going on. I'm not a fan of smoke machines, you know. No, I've just... Not just because I got poisoned by yours at that video shoot either. <laughs> Oh, that was awful, that. That was too small a space, and I was standing right next to the fucking thing. I don't thing. know why we had a smoke machine. I'm, I'm going to leave it a while, but we're going to find out when I sue you. But, uh, yeah, nothing to... lawsuits from Get the three by the day. So, let's see what's next. Hopefully, somebody else is fucking know. about that is there's no fucking uh barrier yeah it's it's weird there's no it c- the stage comes out a bit after the monitors and yeah. then there's just people because <laughs> we could tell on that song because lemmy did both the big rock and roll moves he did the standing with the guitarist then he did the walking to the front of the stage yeah he did the he did the the rocking back and forth uh, status quo and the then big quote the as they call that move and then walks <laughs> back again but yeah man it's weird to think that there was no security or no like not even like some of the photo pass and was, is was, it because like motion and stuff they had to bring security in and the motion gave birth to crowd surfing so they had to push the stage further away i don't know surely by this point they would have had all that because this is 85 so surely they must have had Mosh- it. i just don't know why it's not there it's dead dark to see though you can barely like, see anything uh, like after the first two people bad brains are the origins of motion really so a, a, a crowd surfing's got to come with after that as well so it's those rotten punks that are to blame i hate crowd surfers they're pain in the ass. <laughs> Nothing on my sleeve, anyway. 
Great I song, think, one of my favourite songs of no, all we, time. Yeah, yeah. I think we had this last time and then you read the lyrics. <laughs> See, I, you said this. I don't remember this. I don't remember I'm, slating the I, song. I, I slagged it off. I'm pretty sure you were on board to say, yeah, this is, you don't write a song about magic. <laughs> that does sound like me. I can't remember the, the the passionate view that I took on this, but I know it was passionate. I was pro or anti, but if you say it was anti, then sure. It's a, again, like the other Orgasmatron songs, it sounds a lot better on this. Mm-hmm. Because like on the album mix, there's that horrible, it almost sounds like a harmonica playing over the top when the guitar <laughs> plays a certain chord, and like you can see what they're actually going for on this. And I still don't get why the mix on that album so bad. They tried something new, did not work. It worked for one song, <laughs> and none of the others. So we see what's next because yeah, there's, there's nothing positive there's to some, say uh, there. Special guests on the next. Oh, show. exciting! Let's see. I like that song. I love that song. Top ten, but there's no need to go that hard on it, man. No, it was too quick. But tempo was way up there, wasn't it? I did like what they did. I mean, I don't know why they didn't do it more. Do what? To like, you know, this is for the road crew, and then they get them up. Oh, bringing them on, yeah. Yeah, and they They should have brought them in the the studio. They should have. Yeah, they should have. I think like it's bastards. (laughs) As well as being a nice move, it does improve the sound of the song because it's got the "We Are the Royal Crew" with people in it. And then sounds great. They do a jig, and they did a jig. Who doesn't like a jig? jig. Yeah. That's and everyone got into it so much to the point that Lemmy was doing a jig. I've never seen Lemmy move so much. He was pogoing a bit there. He pogoed, man. I for my age of going to gigs he did not move he came out he sang I, I just about remember smoking on stage I definitely did not yeah, do the, this stuff man. my memories of him are him walking to the microphone playing and then when he was doing a solo or there was an extended break he'd move to the front and play <laughs> and then walk back yeah. afterwards there you <laughs> go the big rock and roll move number one well number two after the quoa the big quo. Yeah, great song. Wish they'd done the thing with the road crew more. Maybe they did, we just didn't see. Yeah, I never saw it. But I suppose doing it every night. There was only like six people in that road crew, though. I thought there would have been like an army of them. Oh. How big that band was. This is 85, isn't it? It's not like they're doing like massive stadiums and stuff. But... True. But yeah, it's it's nice to, nice to see that they don't just get a thanks on on the album to say thanks for touring with us. They it's like here they are. Does the road... because they've helped put the show. Does on the road well. crew include like the guitar techs and their grips and will, everything? Yeah. yeah. Okay. As long as everyone's got their time to shine. Well, that's good vibes, isn't it? It did feel like it was going to be the song before the encore, but apparently it's not. So I don't think it is. Let's see what's next then. Thank you. 
Dedicated to his wife, well, his kid and his kid's mother and his mother and his quote-unquote father. Yeah, you pointed out that as being odd. Do you think it would be brought up in some book somewhere if his actual dad came to some gigs? Yeah, because he said he didn't have that good a relationship with yeah, him. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if it's his, his actual dad or if it's his step-dad. Who knows? Or... I'm sure someone knows. If you know, let us know on uh, tophatsofcanes.com. Hmm. Website where there's so many of the fine podcasts are hosted. Do that. <laughs> or on Twitter, Moda Monthly. Do that as well. But uh, Chase is Better Than The Catch is an okay song. It's that's it's okay. I keep, I always say this. <laughs> it's I just always okay. get it confused with Dead Men Tell No Tales, which I, it's like, oh, it's, oh. <laughs> Dead Men it is always better. annoys me just because, for existing. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, Chase is better than the catch is something that I think works better as like a lyric than it does as a song. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit long as well. It's a bit. It's, I don't like the Ace of Spades album that much as like everyone, everyone will convince me like my opinion's wrong on it. So every it always have to be different, don't you? No, but like every, if you look at uh, sort of various lists of like various music publications or sites, they'll always put Ace of Spades as being dead high on the list of like. Essential mode. It's a great albums. album. We decided it was okay at best. <laughs> we decided there was a few or I I think there's like a few good tracks, but in effect the takeaways from it did not add up to much as as big as like Overkill or Bomber or something like that. It's it's still good. It's still a hell of a lot better than Iron Fist. <laughs> and everything. But still it's not my favourite out of those early ones and I think there's a lot of filler on and these two songs are like just ones I see is just a bit sort of plain, a bit dull and a bit forgettable unfortunately. It's a weird combination, two slow songs like that isn't it? Yeah, I mean they cut Bite the Bullet in half and then and then put that mm. on the end but I still think it's just a bit it's like, it's, go go the bar yeah. doing that bit. It's winding down man. Let's see what's, uh, what's happening and next. the first mystery guest tonight <laughs> You don't know what it is yet You'll be doing that, you'll have to sit down when this one comes on. This is called No Class. This is called Wendy Williams. <laughs> No Class is one of my favourite songs. I really like that. Class. I didn't enjoy that version so much because Wendy O. Williams' voice grates me. It's a bit quick again. If I, a bit, I know. You, yeah, you I think you can that. do that with that song. Yeah. But it's just when you've got someone else running around. There's two things I like about Wendy O. Williams, and not one of them is her voice. 
You can guess what they are, though, mm. can't you? Uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm not into the plasmatics. Like, uh, we've discussed this on a previous podcast, which is available on Top Hat. Hey, there's the <laughs> plug um, machine. But yeah, I, I really like the idea of the Girl School EP, where it was Girl a cover of each of the songs in an original song. Mm. And then it just totally fell flat on its face when they did it with Wendy O and the Plasmatics. It's it's nice to have like guests and stuff, but get more musically and talented ones. I mean, it's not like she sings a verse; she just shouts along with the lyrics, yeah. like Lemmy does. She could have just done the chorus, and I would have been more patient yeah, with it, it. But if it went back and forth a bit, then fair enough. But it's almost like, what's the point of having her if she's just gonna sing? Because at least like the road crew were given the. We are the rogue, <laughs> and that sort of works. But when she just well. sings the song along with Lemmy, I just don't see the point. No, shame that ruined the good song. But you know, could have been worse. Could have been yeah, worse. I, I still enjoy that song. That was, I, you know, I, I was watching that and enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, fine. It was was what it was. Was what it was. Uh, should we just do the next one? Yeah, I think this is the end of the show, and them coming out for the encore. No, it's not. That's a fucking cool song, man. Who would say otherwise? No one would say otherwise. No, they wouldn't. And the whole stopping and starting thing, you know, it sounds weird when you tell people about it, but that's just fucking example of why that shit works, man. The live show shows you. I I do know some people who leave when it comes on, and I don't get why. (laughs) I really don't get it. It's, It's the song that just... It works playing it faster for yeah. a kickoff, like as we've discussed on this. But it, it's overkill. How can you leave during overkill? You only have a limited time to get from Manchester to That's Liverpool. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's the National Express only left at one minute to midnight, didn't it? Mm. But uh, the way it gets like faster at the end, there the pyro got like pyro went off three times in this song. I, I like the first three one times where it was just like a pop. It was like, <laughs> but then there's yeah, like it was Hughes Goldberg esque pyro <laughs> towards the end there that you would not be able to use indoors nowadays. Yeah, like the first one was like someone people were loving it. Someone blowing raging. up the packet and going, <laughs> and then the last one was just sparks everywhere. <laughs> like, that was massive cool, dude. fire has. <laughs> But yeah, it just works for the last song as it kicks back in. And as soon as the drums like finish and the guitar kicks in, the pyro just goes. <laughs> and then it goes at the front as well. And it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> and they did like three starts there, stop and starts? Yeah. Three. Is that, is that like standard? That seemed like quicker than I, some I of feel the like I've seen it when they do it like five times. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's a, that's a nice. It's a good number. They did it though. No. But yeah. And there was a bit where Lemmy went over to Phil and he was talking to him. He was him smiling. Oh, good times. Good times. Beautiful. I'm glad they captured this on memory. I'm glad we saw it as well. So if they excellent stuff. Just played this. And they played Ace of Spades, so yeah. what's left? Ooh, let's find out.
Fucking bomber, man. Yeah. Tune. Tune. I'm gutted they never played this more. Yeah. Maybe you didn't want to do it without the rig. I'm sure I've said on the other podcast, like the encore should have been Ace Spades, Bomber, and then Overkill. It it should have been. Yeah. Like all the time. Can't argue with that. Do you reckon they, they were meant to like put like the body of a plane around the bomber rig and they just ran out of time and money or it was always just I meant to look like that? No, I reckon it's always meant to look like that. Cause, yeah, could you imagine cool. having to put the skin on it as well? well at least it's Maine like... did it. <laughs> no, but that was... I'm pretty sure that there's not much to that plane. And plus, that's like... Like nearly forty years later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't honestly. I thought like it was meant to look like that because it looks like it's part of the light rigging. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's come yeah. to life when it's moving. Yeah, I think it's because you can hide it up there and it just dives. Yeah. And then... it's fucking cool the way it moves around. And yeah, stuff, yeah. Especially for like eighty-five as well. It's like that thing's huge mm-hmm. as well. It's not like you can just throw money at production now because they're just playing like the. They're not playing stadiums, are they? Nope. But yeah, it's it's. I wish I got to see the bomber rigs. I don't think I ever got to see it. I saw it once. Yeah, cool stuff. I do like it. I like the um I, the way they've got the spinny lights as the <laughs> propellers. It's like oh, it's a, that's cool. So someone deserves it. Like when he came up with that, it was like oh, I'll put those spinny lights as <laughs> the propellers, and that look cool. And it's like, I yes, can't. I can't. Those get... tiny details. I kind of get why uh, people watch live shows now, you know, because just seeing the bomber come down, it's like, oh, I remember when I saw the bomber, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. If you I was mean, just listening to it, I wouldn't have been memory sparked as much. Yeah. It's, it, it's fucking cool. It's like, this is, like, as we were saying about theatrics earlier, that's the reason to do it, because it's to do with the song and... It builds it, up. It's in yeah. the right place. It's the, the reward for staying. Yeah. It's the last song. Or is it? Or is it? Should we find out what the last song yeah, is? Yeah, I think there's one song left. I don't think Laurie Mullis has made it. But apart from that, we have everybody who's ever been in Motorhead on this stage right now. the cake which i understand but there was someone else in the cake with her that you didn't see he was like paint was all silver yeah, wasn't it was he? like a silver monster person in the cake like that scarlett johansson movie where she gets all naked and stuff and she's all like monstery and evilly and then like an alien that's like just call her completely black and it's scary and weird i haven't seen that film it's pretty good uh, for the uh, fact that she did the tits but you know but uh, yeah great great stuff that man like every member of motorhead over 10 years Bar like by like one member, I think, by like one drummer from the from the very first album. But but yeah, it's it's nice to see that everyone was amicable enough to, to squash to the make beef it, yeah. for a bit. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> at, at that point, that was the ten year birthday. Like they must have, Lemmy must have thought, "Fucking hell, this has been going on a while." This ten years, ten whole years. Yeah, and then another twenty and a bit after that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> crazy, it's ridiculous. Who would have thought? Did that bigger celebration for that, and yeah. then it's you know that's it's not even a quarter. What did they the way what, through? What for the twentieth birthday? Man, I don't. Th- I don't think they did anything in the nineties. You know, I think they kind of forgot about it, and then it only really rolls up again when um, I think it's towards Inferno coming out. That I think they did something. So the whole sure. band with Phil Phil Linnet as well. Phil Linnet as well, which I, I dressed I, for I the occasion was just there because. Finn Lizzie might have been touring around the corner or something, <laughs> which is why Robbo's there. Oh, you pointed out, doesn't look like he knows what he's playing because yeah. <laughs> he's notorious for saying, I'm not laying the back catalog. <laughs> oh, you got new, new stuff. Um, that was great show. It was good to watch it. Like, watching a live show has made me appreciate the, like, the musical aspect of it more because I'm, like, you know, a ly- lyric and vocal guy, but like, watching them play guitars and stuff. Like, actually seeing it. I know it's hard work and everything, but, like, you can watch the hand. You can figure out, like, the why the song goes, the way where the hand moves that way. Great stuff. Interesting. Uh, good to see the spectacle. And you did actually get some shots of the crowd there, and it was fucking packed. Yeah, it was. It Rammed, was. man. I remember when I started going to Motorhead in the early 2000s, and it was like, oh, dead fallen here. But then, like, they boomed again in, like, 2010-ish, and then they got really fucking too packed. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the Apollo, where we used to go in Manchester, was just ridiculous because that's a big venue as well mm. the apollo i mean it's when you're up from there you it's like looked a bit like that like that was obviously bigger but like it was an old school place i had like a two separate ba- yeah, balcony ba- balcony was always like the balcony was fucking rammed there as well yeah it's just dead cool show the thing it's it's pretty much the best of the first 10 years and there's there's some nice stuff in there as well i thought why i thought we'd do that this one because we've got the road crew coming out on stage and they make an appearance, which I forgot to mention, on Bomber, where <laughs> someone running across on, yeah, the they, on on someone's shoulders with his arms out, <laughs> pretending to be an aeroplane. <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> that was a very immature, but amusing as well. But yeah, having a, having a few guests, having Wendy O and um, and then pretty much everyone from Motorhead. It's like a nice, nice thing to end it on. Yeah. That was dead cool show, dead cool set. Good Enjoy. show, great set, good idea, Emma. We should do more of them going yeah. forwards. There are so I've been looking at if you just type in Motorhead Live and a year into YouTube, there's various bootlegs. No, some I'm... more interesting than other <laughs> ones. Um but yeah, there's there's some good ones there. And to say it's there's not many shows with this lineup because obviously Pete Gill's gone after a year, but it's it's good to see some live stuff with both Phil and Wurzel. Yeah. And from from this era as well, where it is, it's pretty much the classic era. And do you know what? They didn't play any another Perfect Day songs. On no. There. Well, maybe we should upset that that album didn't sell. He was playing them out of spite towards the end. <laughs> I love that album. Good album. Well, it's an love interesting that album. album. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a live episode. We'll do more of them. We should get more people to talk about seeing the band live as well, I think. Yeah. Some more, I know, more I know memories. Of people we might be able to ask. Should ask, yeah. Maybe people online will offer their services. Yes. Maybe they'll we'll send you some questions. Yes, they'll record answers and we can play them all and that'll save me having to do lots of editing on these things to make me sound smarter than I am. And to make you seem dumber because I'm carrying in your great intellect, so that's what I do. But anyway, join us next time on the only Motorhead podcasts so far, Motorhead Monthly, Excelsior! Are we stealing other people's sign-offs now? <laughs> He's dead. What are you going to do about it? <laughs>